This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the new Blue Review. And I'm very happy to say we have on the line with us Humlani Majozi. He is a uh, our economic correspondent and a senior fellow at African Liberty. Pumlani, welcome to the show. Nice to have you again for the first time this new year. Yeah, it's great to be back, um, you know, to see you guys, well, to talk to you guys. As as you say, it's the first time in, in the new year, so I hope it all goes well for you, uh, Benji, and for your show as well. So all the best for 2022. Thank you. Thank you, Pumlani, and to you as well. Now, I wanted to bring you on to chat about what are the things we should be worrying about or starting to worry about for the next year, economically, politically. Uh, and of course, we have a State of the Nation address coming up, what, two weeks and the, the national budget in three weeks. And so you're starting to see some of the outlines of the debate around where they're going to be spending the taxpayers' dollars, so to speak, in the coming year. Uh, so, so what are the are some of the things that you're looking out for when it comes to, I guess, both the State of the Nation address and the national budget? Well, I'm, I'm looking for um, for our politicians to be realistic, Benji, you know, not to make empty promises, uh, not to talk about bullet trains um, and building built cities that cannot be afforded given uh, how small our tax base is and how constrained we are fiscally. So um, I, I would love to see reality, you know, of what's, what, what's really going on on the ground and the challenges we face. And the challenges we face are very, very clear, uh, Benji. Very, very low, um, you know, dismal economic growth rates, uh, very shocking unemployment numbers that are that are approaching 50% now uh, in terms of the, the unemployment rate. So if we include people who have given up looking for work, um, we are now approaching 50%. And I believe this year, sometime this year, the rate should be 50%. Uh, unemployment rate, you know, uh, which means that basically half of our workforce will not have jobs. And that is very terrifying, even, uh, you know, compared to other major emerging markets. So, I mean, those 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 issues are there. They are real. The crime rates are very shocking. The murder rates, it's been going up. So all those fundamental problems, they need to be highlighted and need to be told as to how we address them. So that should appear in the state of the nation address. And in the budget, we must be realistic about, you know, how much money we have and where our power, what it is that we can afford. We hear a lot of, um, you know, increased uh, spending proposals, including things like universal basic income grants, the NHI, National Health Insurance. All these will be expensive programs, Benji. And given how small our tax base is and the income we have, so it's really, we need to be realistic on whether we can sort of, you know, um, really get our finances right. So I wanted to actually ask you about the the BIG, the Basic Income Grant. Lots of people arguing that, well, if we just give people the money, then they'll spend it in the economy and it helps people to get jobs because they can then travel to all sorts of places and find employment. What do you, what do you think about these sorts of arguments that actually uh, if we just did a basic income grant, then you would have lots of economic activity that we don't have at the moment. Well, you see, you, you will to give people money, it will have to come from somewhere. And from somewhere is always government can't just the government can't just create money. You know, they they need to get it from from taxpayers. 
and as I said, uh, when we look at our tax tax um, you know tax revenues, they are they are not good at all, uh, given how small our tax base is. Now, just a general my general view on this um, Benji, and here it is. You see, if part of the idea, the advocates uh, of the universal basic income grant, and by the way, some of them are libertarians, Benji, uh, and what. I take their argument if they say, well, if you give people direct money, right, to spend, and you reduce other government programs, right? In other words, you shift, you say, people, here's the money, go and spend it in the private sector, and you reduce and cut any other massive sort of government spending on on, on, on social programs, and you rather reform that reduces, reduce it significantly, and, re- and then rather give people money to go and spend whether it's in education, um, the educational institutions of their choice, whether it's in healthcare and so on and so on, I would kind of support that if it meant reducing those social programs so those people can get the money. But if then we are going to give people money, which is massive spending, and then continue to spend again on mas- on massive government programs, it's, it's really, it wouldn't work and it's, it, it's, it's unaffordable at all. I don't think it would be the best idea. So, I mean, I'm kind of, that's how I see this thing. Um, as a result, I know, you know, politicians, they they tend to refuse or stay away from cutting programs that are spending taxpayers' money. As a result, and then, that's why I'm kind of opposed to it, because that kind of reform wouldn't take place. What they would want to do would be to keep that massive spending on social, on social program and, again, create, again, this massive social program, again, of basic income grant and to me that wouldn't work at all yeah absolutely and and uh, as somebody pointed out the other day that i saw they said basically we have a kind of a basic income grant already because you get so many uh, free services in in south africa that are government mandated whether it is in the healthcare sector or the education sector whatever but you don't get a lot of value for your money uh, which is actually part of the problem uh, and i thought that that was a very interesting Point yeah, to point, make. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that's so that's the 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 basic income grant. What about what do you make of this loan uh, from the IMF, Pumlani? Uh, lots of uh, people on the right and the left uh, are, are not really sure what it's for. They're not sure what the government has in mind. Some people were saying that we got all this money in, and then suddenly we're paying off Cuba for fifty million rand and paying off the ANC's debts. Uh, which I don't know if it really is connected, but it, as you, but they, you know, they just sort of make a very good point about it being uh, unusual. Uh, what's your take on this IMF loan? Well, the reason why people are kind of um, don't trust the situation or, or are critical of them of this loan, it, it's mainly because we have seen how the ANC kind of misspends you know, our tax money in South Africa, and also even the borrowed money. We've seen how they misspend it. We've seen the level, the levels of corruption uh, that uh, that uh, have taken place and continue to take place. So that's why people kind of question as to where will this money really be spent on. And that's why there are these kind of, you know, ideas as to where it could be spent on by the ANC government, because there's that distrust with the ANC managing taxpayers' money, or the money that it has, whether borrowed or from uh, South African taxpayers. Now, on an economic point of view, I'm not a fan of uh, debt accumulation of any kind. I believe that 
that we are that we find ourselves borrowing money um, from foreign entities or even locally, uh, and that we find and that we now find ourselves having to increase taxes is basically the kind of destructive policies we have pursued over the past decade and a half that are now catching up with us. You see, if you continue, you know, even when you look at the data on spending, Benjamin, the levels of spending in the country, they've really got out of hand, you know. And uh, we are to spend money we don't have. As a result, that is kind of, uh, and given the fact that at the same time we had an economy that wasn't growing, we have faced serious problems. As a, as a result now, we are really seeing a situation where there is some sort of something that is inevitable, that can't be avoided, right? And that is they are now finding themselves having to borrow from elsewhere in order for us to be able to to spend on some programs, though we don't know what they are. And they are now also, they continue to increase taxes. Because why? They've continuously mismanaged our finances over the, our finances over the past years. So I'm not a fan of that. But this highlights the failure of the ANC in terms of of the ANC government in terms of managing our finances in an appropriate manner that is rational and that is prudent. That is catching up with us right now. And South Africans are paying the price because this loan will need to be repaid in the future. And they are paying the price as well in the sense that we are seeing taxes rising. The petrol liter now is about 20 rand, Benjamin. The petrol liter, the liter of the petrol. And, and much of that price is taxes that government has to collect so that it's able to, to spend on the programs that it has it has put in place. So the, this is a catch. We are, we are in trouble now because of the policies that have been pursued over the past years. We're talking to Pumlani Majorzi today. He's a senior fellow at uh, Africans for Liberty. And he's telling the house today about what is the economic situation and what can we be expecting in the year ahead. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the New Blue Review. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. We're talking today to Pumlani Majorzi. He's a senior fellow at African Liberty, talking about all things economy and politics in the upcoming year that you should be uh, looking out for. Now, from Lenny, there, there was a return of everyone's favorite beast in the last uh, week, I would say, and 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 that is uh, load shedding. Everyone, of course, loves load shedding, and they wanted to do a, uh, they, they, they wanted to do, ESCOM has done a bunch of load shedding, <laughs> which for the first time in, in 2022, uh, and and no one is happy about it as no one ever is. Uh, what is your view on on where we're going to be seeing the load shedding in the in the coming year? Well, I think uh, you know the CEO the CEO of Escom, um, Andrew Tervita. I think he is um, he has he has gotten he has gotten Escom right. Um, I think he's he has been honest on the challenges of Escom. And he has really, when you look at his performance, um, I think he has done quite well. When you look at the debt reduction uh, in the ESCOM entity, so he has had some big achievements there. And I just mentioned honesty because he has said, you know, if if you really want to 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 get ESCOM right, it's all about the long term solution, uh, and that long term solution will unfortunately include um, blackouts because what has happened over the years that over the years was that things were done 
uh, ESCOM policy, uh, ESCOM was mismanaged uh, to a point where really to reform it, to get it back on track, you will need to start with this sort of, you know, continuous uh, load sheddings uh, if you want to clean it up. So that's where we are. Uh, we are we are basically over the next few years we'll continue to see these 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 blackouts as as com gets reformed, and then after that then we'll see sort of um, or at least we hope to see those those blackouts disappearing. So it's something that I think over the next few years we will have to experience as South Africans again because of the bad public policies that were pursued post 1994 where there was just huge mismanagement of SOEs and the mismanagement of ESCOM, which is the sole provider of power or has been over the past um, uh, decades. So this is inevitable. We'll need to experience this. The question, then, the fundamental question is how do businesses um, and South Africans at large sort of live around that? Businesses need to have, need to have plan B. Uh, we have heard about the fact that um, Ramaphosa is open, open 